Yo, fam, I want to tell you a quick story. I had a friend that asked me, why TulipTreeGardensCO.com? Why are they on your podcast? Why are they a sponsor? And the answer was quite simple. Rachel and Jesse created a concept, started from the garden in their backyard, and now produce from seed to jar the best CBD on the market, organically grown to ensure you're getting the highest quality product to ensure better sleep less inflammation, pain relief, and just boosting your overall immune system. Support those that support the show by going out to TulipTreeGardensCO.com and checking out all their line of unique gifts. Acme Army Podcast. Yo fam, get your popcorn ready because we are less than 48 hours away from the NFL Draft and we're going to see if the Packers are going to trade up, trade down, or select at 29. Going to have a banger tomorrow night on Zoom. Dale from the Average Cheese, Peter, JJ, ARD, Jamie, Caitlin, the whole gang. It's going to be a great one. But tonight, Eric and Eric get back to it. Let's get it. Let's get about that time. Yeah. Buddy, it's draft week for the Green Bay Packers. Can't wait. Let's roll. <laughs> yes, it is draft week. Welcome back, Eric, to the show. I don't even know uh, what to do to start this show right now because it has been so long, man. How are we doing up there in the Northwoods? Well, I'll tell you what, Eric, when I look out the windows today, I see all of the snow has melted. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Bonus. Oh, we're yeah. doing just fine. Really excited. This is, uh, this is uh, you know, the free agency period is is always exciting, but nothing's like the, the draft and pretty stinking excited about uh, getting going. Yeah, a little more than 48 hours away. We are going to be uh, seeing uh, what's going to be happening with those Green Bay Packers in the NFL draft. But uh, it's been quite a while since I have been paying attention to any news. And this has been the first time in a lot of years, Eric. I spent uh, the last eight days out in Montana with the Brown Trout and Bridge Beers fellas, uh, Grant and Matt. And we had a heck of a time out on the Bighorn. But what a great way to walk into the draft and get away from all the mock drafts and all the Kadarius Tony talk and all the ridiculousness that goes on with, you know, <laughs> Packer pre-draft talk. Uh, wh- wh- what team is Aaron Rodgers going to get traded to? Come on, people. It was a great vacation show. Uh, hey, if you guys are into fly fishing, though, Make sure you go check out those guys on the Brown Trout and Bridge Beers podcast. Uh, great talk, great conversation, and uh, two excellent fishermen. So uh, we had a great time. Shout out, fellas. But, uh, Eric, we had you know not a lot of news while I was gone, just a whole lot of speculation. But yesterday, Brian Gudikins comes in banging the drums, answering questions, damn near 30 minutes of answers for everybody out there. So let me ask you, how much time do we want to spend on the two words foreseeable future <laughs> let's start about foreseeable how long is the foreseeable? love that <laughs> love that and does future mean one year future mean yeah man i just uh I, it's just a bunch of hooey out there right now but what i walked away from that whole conversation was hey man the foreseeable future means we're gonna have the same salary shit show as we got this year and we're gonna have to have other people to flex you know money what what if he comes back with another mvp season this year then you're gonna need to extend him you're gonna you're gonna feel even better spreading that money out further um adams not taken care of yet there's a whole lot of things that got to get put in place and you know i understand that clickbait needs to get fed man keep feeding the content machine but uh, i think he answered and put to rest a lot of speculation out there what were your feelings well, I think uh, I, I think 
you know, we get a lot of, of bad rap for inactivity uh, in, in free agency. And let me just say that I think you, you really have to look at the broad spectrum there. Because uh, in actuality, uh, the Green Bay Packers went out and signed the number one tackle that would have been a free agent. Mm -hmm. We signed the number one defensive tackle that would have been a free agent. We signed the number one free agent running back on the market. That's fairly significant activity. Mm -hmm. Granted, they were on our team uh, previously, but that's an awful lot to accomplish. By well, there itself. were no Corey Littletons out there to fill our gaping hole in the linebacker position this year. So uh, that didn't appease many people. You know, the number ones in those positions, well, they're already Packer people, so they're not considered free agents, right? Yeah. Oh, it's goofy. It's goofy. But I'll tell you, it's uh, it's exciting as we're getting into this draft because, Eric, we talk so much about, you know, what is the strategy going to be? Who is it going to – is it always the Green Bay philosophy to take the best player available? And you heard Gudikins talking about the needs. When you look at the overall roster, what was he saying there? We're pretty stacked. And being pretty stacked at 29 – you can get a little more heavy on that need. So that begs the question, well, what's our also, biggest need? <laughs> well, I, I also think that you really can't. It, it, that's an impossible statement to arrive at in terms of a strategy because it's beyond our control. Uh, where we go and how we approach this draft, or, or conclude it, I should say, is going to be completely dependent upon you know, uh, the teams ahead of us. Mm -hmm. The draft can fall a lot of different ways with runs on quarterbacks, wide receivers, offensive tackles, cornerbacks. Who knows what's going to happen? It, it is interesting, obviously, to note, I believe Gutekunst has had four first-round drafts, or uh, four first-round trades in his first three seasons drafting. So anything is possible, um, depending upon how, you know, the other people ahead of us choose is how he's going to roll. I am sure that he has multiple scenarios um, th that are all ready to go. Yeah. They have to be. Yeah. But these guys are pros, and they're as good at it as anybody. So uh, it, it depends upon how the draft falls. That's where we're going, uh, and we will be taken care of. I have complete confidence uh, in our ability to evaluate talent and find people either early or late. Yeah. Speaking of late, you know, we looking at our past draft, and we, we did pretty good on one of these sore spots we've been talking about. I'm such a huge Tevin Jenkins fan. I'm, I'm dreaming of him falling to us and us selecting him uh, and having Packers Twitter get a little crazy and wanting a receiver. But, man, those, those linemen that we had selected last year have not played a huge role. We saw what John Runyon could do, and he's – you know, certainly looks capable of playing any of those interior positions for us. Maybe in the backup tackle, would he? You know, we don't know. But Jake Hansen fits a need at center with Corey Lindsay being gone, and Simon Stepniak, who's got a tricep that looks like I don't know seven kielbasas laced up underneath his arm. I mean, he's just a jacked dude. What do we got with these guys? Well, I think with Stepaniak, you got a guy who's a, an absolute, he's a 6'4", 315-pound mm. workout warrior. Now, can that translate onto the field? Is he going to mm. have a middling kind of Mike Neal sort of uh, contribution to the team? Don't know. He has everything that you'd look for in an interior offensive lineman. He's a mauler. Um, he's got decent pass pro. You know, six weeks after his surgery last fall, he threw up 37 reps at 225. 
uh, he's he's strong like bull, no doubt. Um, unfortunately, you know, he didn't begin practicing with the Packers until I think it was middle or late November. Um, didn't get an opportunity. Unfortunately, uh, there wasn't a need. But he's a guy that, uh, like you said earlier when we were talking, you know, the preseason is really going to be the most anticipated preseason probably for me ever yeah. because of, you know, just getting shut down last year, not getting to see last mm. year's guys. Plus, we're going to have a whole boatload, you know, somewhere between six and ten yeah. uh, players added to the roster that we're going to want to see. <laughs> as far as Hanson goes, you know, there's a dedicated uh, a center um, he played, he started, I think, three years or potentially four years at Oregon, you know, pass heavy team. Um, so you've got to figure that he's decent pass pro in order to accomplish that. Don't really know what he's going to offer in the run game. Because, and again, even, even suggesting that he can do decent pass pro is probably a bit of an overstep in that you're not playing against the Pac-10 in the NFL. Um, so big question marks on both of them. Uh, but could uh, we, we know? I mean, I feel confident in saying we know what we have with John Runyon. He will he will get shots at the center and both guard spots this year. Uh, I think he's an exceptionally talented guy. And for a sixth round addition, man alive, all three of those guys. And even if we only got Runyon out of those three guys in the mm-hmm. sixth round, that's a big win. Well, my question with Hanson is that you know we cut him before the season started, and then you know we signed him after he cleared. Um, you know, I well, like, I, I, I like Simon because, you know, team captain, leader, honorable mentions, big 10, you know, he's in that range, but you know, he's had some injuries as well. So there's, there's a good and the bad on that. I think the shining star is running. And, you know, if we're going to be talking about this offensive line, like we were earlier, you're going to have Elton Jenkins. If, if Bakhtiari's not in there running slides in easy. The question is, is who's going to be our right guard, you know? Because we're feeling like Lucas Patrick's going to be that center. I mean, are we just throwing most of our chips in on that position? Well, let me just jump back to the to the comment about, um, you know, uh, cutdowns with Hanson uh, clearing and going to the practice squad. You had Corey Lindsley, one of the best centers. Um, you have Elton Jenkins, and you had a number of other people's uh, people that could step in should something happen to Lindsley. It, it makes perfect sense, you know, that, that Hanson didn't make the roster as a backup center. Um, he also got nicked up, remember, in, in, uh, in Green Bay. And so he would have, uh, it, it's no surprise that he was cut and then signed to the practice squad. This year, we'll get a decent uh, evaluation on him. As far as Lucas Patrick goes, yeah, he could be our starting center. He could be our starting right guard. He could be neither. I mean, depending upon who we take in the draft this year, and the performance we get out of guys like Hanson and Stepaniak and Runyon, I mean, wouldn't that be? You know, Patrick played pretty well last year, mm-hmm. and if he's not good enough to, to to hold a spot, that's pretty exciting about what we have on the roster. Yeah, yeah, we're two days away, man. Yeah, I know. Can't it's wait. just uh, it's it's happened so fast. I can't. Uh, I wish everybody could take an eight day vacation and. Not think about football for those eight days. I'm getting off yeah. Twitter because, boy, yeah, I'm going to have to call bullshit on that. Are you telling me that even though you're in one of God's most beautiful places in a river trout fishing, you had zero thoughts about the Green Bay Packers? Oh, I thought about them, but very, very, very little. I mean, uh, I, I learned a new card game, uh, Kings in the Corner. 
if you if you have three guys, you can play kings in the corner for a, quite a long time. But if you dash a homemade brandy old fashioned on that, <laughs> like the game gets all kinds of directions. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I'll tell you, it was gosh, that vacation was one I will remember. Here's what I know about Montana, Eric. I got a clip. I'm going to put it up on Twitter on the Acme Army so you guys can get a taste of this. But uh, not only were the pheasants like nothing I've ever seen. They were monster birds. But uh, we had an antelope swim across the stream where we were posted up fishing. And uh, this antelope comes all the way across the river. And, I mean, I could damn near touch this thing. Swimming across the bighorn. Um, so I'll be shooting that up. But uh, get your mind off the NFL draft. But Can't. speaking of, Brian Gutekunst, his press conference, it, uh, it it seemed like a lot of talking. It seemed like uh, there was trying to put some rest. I think it was Wildy <laughs> Nagler trying to put the rest of the Aaron uh, Rodgers contracts, relationships. There's something you're not telling us kind of stuff because, of course, Jason believes these sources that are saying there's some turmoil. Uh, I just don't know. I just don't know what to believe. What were your feelings on that? Well, you know, I, I think it's a whole lot about nothing. You know, it's t- it's talk now about the Patriots moving up to take the Jordan Love trade. And I'm like, come on, just stop it, just stop. Oh, is it possible that Kadarius Tony uh, is uh, the number one draft pick? I think it's highly unlikely, but I think it's more likely yeah. that Kadarius Tony is the pick at 29 than it is that Aaron Rodgers isn't the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers <laughs> for at least the next three years. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I concur. Oh, I just, uh, the drama's almost over, man. The drama's, it's just, uh, we can almost put it to rest because when he comes back with another MVP season, whoever he puts on the board, the wide receivers, the weapons, Eric, are so deep from, I mean, I've been looking at this draft strictly as rounds one and two, we need to address lines, defensive and offensive. That's all I've been really focused on. And then because, your cornerbacks, if you're not up, if we're not trading up, you know, and Caleb Farley now, this guy has had, he has L5S1 bulging disc surgery. Dude, that's what I had in my back. That's what I have a 46-year-old. The numbness that goes down the back of your legs, and he already had a discectomy. So they take out part of his disc. The second surgery was to take out part of the bone in his back. I don't care if he falls to 29. I it just he went off my board because that kind of flash is what you regret in three years when you don't have that number one pick to You're resign, right. and you wasted it on somebody that uh, you know had those injuries. Round two, we're talking about a different thing, but we're already selecting late enough. Um, you, you, you need to be very selective with that. The, the one guy you get an opportunity. Most teams get one opportunity for a five-year contract. Yeah. You want that guy, mm-hmm. you know, barring something unforeseen, uh, at least not to already be in trouble with that. Yeah, um, you, you, you got to love, you got to love his. He's a special player, and so you just it kills you that kids like that with such a bright future mm-hmm. have to deal with this type of thing. But you know, as a franchise, we're responsible uh, to ourselves. Yeah, um, and and that's it. Yeah, I'm seeing more and more um, uh, Trey Merrig. Um, mm-hmm. being someone who either we jump a couple spots to get or who falls to us. And that would be special. You don't need a cornerback. Can't if you, if you draft enough. Merrick, you don't, need to, mm-hmm. you don't need a cornerback, which would allow you in, in rounds two and three 
to 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 look mm-hmm. at that defensive lineman. Well, people are saying why if you draft the safety, Eric, out of Syracuse, why would you not need a cornerback? My answer would be. My answer would be, well, look what we're going to be able to do with him and Amos and Savage. Mm -hmm. And we already have Jair Alexander and Kevin King and Josh Jackson. And let's not ever forget about KB and Ento, who (laughs) are busting onto the scene this year. I'm thinking thinking KB and, you know, I think we knew (laughs) last year before Mm -hmm. cutdowns that he made our final 53 already yeah. injured. Mm-hmm. I think we knew we were going Joe Barry and that this was a, <laughs> this was the future of the star <laughs> position in the Green Bay defense. None other than KB and Ento. Oh, shit, I love him. Well, I, the thing about uh, Morig is that uh, his, his pro day, his three-cone, everything, his measurables are a, a hair better than Jair Alexander. Everything but the 40. I mean, he said, he said geez, his back hurt. Geez, he wrote a, geez. he ran a four five. Yeah, I mean, um, you're talking he said about hurting. Yeah. But his quickness, and especially, I don't know, man. I, I'm not opposed to that one. So that takes care of a position, Eric, Absolutely. that we don't have to trade up for if he fell to 29. I'm all about that one. My biggest question is the defensive line because I'm always focused on the lines. Those are where your premier players are going to be. Are you sold on Christian Barrymore? I am. I, I think that I, I think that the kid has. The size, the he's demonstrated the ability to dominate, mm. and and to be able to you know if 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 my suspicions are right that we're going to be running a lot of five man front, uh, Barry has used that an awful lot in the pack uh, five one five, um, that that's going to mean that you're going to have an opportunity with with uh, Kiki, mm. Kenny Clark, and now somebody like Barmore. And I think that then at that point, I don't know what happens with Dean Lowry and, and with Lancaster, mm-hmm. but you've got guys that you can rotate moving in and out. You know Zadarius is going to do some rushing from the inside, as will Rashawn Gary. It gives you an awful lot of flexibility. And I just, I, I, it says we're not conceding anything anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I think we're going to, I think we're going to try to reach a little bit. Uh, lower in the draft not a really good year mm-hmm. for for top end d linemen but there are some there are some, some monster some guys. bodies Woo. some guys Don't. i really like down to that fourth round yep. yep let's party and- all right well we got to get some predictions in here man because we're two days away two days away from the draft party we're gonna have buddy we're gonna have uh the ard uh we're gonna see if uh, all of our good friends peter andrew Andrew Fox, shout out fellow UK boys. Um, we're gonna have Matt from Canada coming on. We're gonna have Jamie Cheesebutt. We're gonna have Katie. We're gonna have everybody we can have. We might have uh, some special guests. You never know. See, I gotta interrupt you just for a real quick second. Gotta give a huge shout out to Peter Jones. Did you look at his draft guide? My <sighs> God, what that's a piece of art, man. He uh, I, now we get why he spends and he has bags under his eyes and uh, his dogs are always barking for attention. The guy is always focused on football. It's plain and simple. Yeah. Printed out, ready to be used during the draft. Fantastic. (laughs) I mean, comprehensive, well done. I I just couldn't be more impressed. Yeah. Uh, Hey, that's a job. Everybody, make sure you go out. Uh, we have it posted on our Twitter, uh, Acme underscore army on Twitter. The, um, you know the 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 guide that Peter put together for UK Packers. Uh, we have the link there, or make sure you follow him at Pro Foot History. Peter Jones uh, has some great 
content he always puts up, some insight. Uh, only a Packer historian and a monster football consumer can put out. So uh, big shout-outs, Peter. We're going to have him on Thursday night as well. Lots of fun planned for the draft. You know, I don't know if we're going to be able to make it all four hours, but we are going to jump in probably around pick 15, I would say, Eric, and I'll be able to recap some of the players that are out there and looking forward to if the Packers are going to trade up. I'd love to be on the air if, uh, you know, all the speculation for that 21 to 23 range, if we can trade up for a cornerback, I'd love to be live for that. But uh, anticipating that 29th pick in the draft, Eric, and let's get it on tape right now, darn it. Balls to the wall, your chips in the middle of the table. Who are you picking? Again, that's so hard because it's don't so make many. excuses well who's who do you want there? who's going to who be I there want? get I, it I number would one love, i would love somebody like uh a newsome jr i'd love a trey merrick i'd love a tevin jenkins uh, i'd love a christian barmore um I, I think there's a lot of options many of which may not be available to us well that's like if we jump in on pick 15 we're gonna have to scramble to catch up because i got a feeling this draft is going to be wild. Oh, I think man. there's going to be a lot of moving. <clears throat> yeah, you look at teams like Miami, man, who have multiple first-round picks and got a team to build, and uh, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait. But uh, I'm going to put my uh, chips on one player, and that is Tevin Jenkins going to the Green Bay Packers. I want to get it on record before that draft comes around Thursday because guess what? I'm not going to name all the stars like you just did. I'm just going to tout that one name if we hit it one in a million for the rest of the year until he becomes an all-pro, and uh, that is bound to happen if we get him in the 29th pick. Tevin Jenkins. Well, you know how he described himself to the media. Enough said. <laughs> BMF, man. Yep. I loved it. I loved it. Well, hey, man, uh, lots of uh, things coming up, but, boy, the weekend passed. We had some UFC, very little, uh, very little NFL news, and – to make a mountain out of a molehill, I think we did our best job right now. Well, I think it'd be, uh, it certainly behooves us to mention the first place by two games, Milwaukee Brewers, <laughs> the wrecking crew. And, him, and what's amazing about that, not only the four of six in Chicago and the six of nine against the Cubs overall, but they're doing it for the most part without their top three hitters. Now you get uh, Colton Wong is back, but you still have. Low Kane and Christian Yelich not mm -hmm. playing, and the mm -hmm. Brewers are still winning. We have some dominant young pitching. Mm -hmm. We got some dominant relieving. A little mm -hmm. bit of stretch in between. Uh, loving, uh, loving what's going on. And then I, I it, with great sadness, uh, I have to report that the uh, Wisconsin Badger women uh, lost in the national semifinal uh, in volleyball. I'll tell you, not to, this is going to come out horribly sexist, but I'm not the hugest fan. <laughs> Of, uh, of women's sports. Um, <laughs> Nothing well, sexist about well, it. Well, no, yeah, well, no, it just, I, I don't, I don't have enough for the men. And so I, with little time left, I don't spend a lot of time. But let me tell you, women's softball and women's volleyball is as exciting as any sport out there. Oh. I mean, it's it, fantastic. No question. Fantastic. No question. Well, hey, I'm going to need you to brush up on all the important stats. Maybe you can fax that over to me. Um, before Thursday night, because when Jamie comes on, she's going to be talking a lot of L.A. Dodgers smack. She's a big Dodgers fan, and all you Dodgers fans out there, B 
be on the lookout. Well, Brew crew. Can I can I just say this? You know, we're we're on a Green Bay Packer podcast. And and we're on a Packer podcast because not only because we, we love our Green Bay Packers, but because football is king. Yes. Uh, to to a large extent in professional sports, in football, in basketball, in hockey, teams are at a competitive balance. It's how you use the resources, which are evenly divided, generally speaking. <laughs> in baseball, I think I looked this last uh, last weekend, the Dodgers, I believe, have a $212 million payroll going against a Milwaukee team with an $80 million payroll. <laughs> you know, if the Milwaukee had another $140 million to spend on contracts uh, because there was a salary cap and things were fair, I think we'd be uh, doing quite well. You know, we made it to the playoffs and lost to the Dodgers with a $150 million deficit last year. Um, it's just unfair. It, it, you know, occasionally when you get draft and developed in baseball, teams like the Twins or Kansas City or hopefully Milwaukee can make some noise. And, and we, we've got a lot of that going on now. But it's just ridiculous that when you can spend, you know, two or three times the salary on your team. Yeah, of course, you're going to be a better team. How could you not be? Yeah, well, especially when the uh, where the pitching counts, that's. That's for sure where they spend the money. Well, hey, man, it has been a, a lot of fun to get back on the air with you and talk and chat Packers. I can't wait for Thursday to come around. We will be back, everybody, that night. Uh, hopefully you guys can make it. We're sending out some invites and uh, to the Acme Army gang that's been with us, J.J. Leahy. Don't forget to say his name. Boy, oh, boy, big fan. And uh, we're going to have fun. But with that being said, buddy, take us out. Hey, you know, with JJ and Peter, then we got two smart guys on the show. I mean, it's for real. Total. This is what we Total. do. We, we bring minds together. That's what we do. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, this is, the, uh, this is the, uh, the hard two days, the long two days. Absolutely can't wait. Uh, looking forward to seeing everybody Thursday night. And go pack, go pack, go pack, go. <laughs>
over so appreciate y'all listening hope you had fun we'll be back later on this week with a new episode but till then i say head on out to peterprincemusic.com and download some of the funkiest music you can get start off every day great peter prince